Hello and welcome to Sheer Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo, and my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, has been teaching a series on heavenly authority. And in the last few programs, he has been concentrating on the priests and Levites. He went back into the Old Testament and looked at Levi himself, the progenitor of the Levites, and the violence he displayed with the incident at Shechem. Then we looked at the tribe of Levi at Mount Sinai, when those Levites who sided with Moses battled those of their own tribe who would not repent of the sin of the golden calf. And finally, we went forward into the New Testament to the culmination of the Levitical priesthood in the son of a priest named Zacharias. His name was John, and we know him as the Baptist. So now, let's join Pastor Greg as he continues his Sunday message. And so you read in Luke chapter 3, in verse 2, while Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, those are the corrupt priests that are established politically over in Jerusalem, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. You needed to repent to have your sins forgiven. That's what remission means, to be taken away. There needed to be repentance. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. The rough ways smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Prepare the way. Make that way for the Lord straight. Repent. He would say in Matthew 3, 2, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Notice that word wrath again. It's tied into the Levites. Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. John is out in the wilderness. He's out in the barren place, the empty place. The gospel, the good news of the gospel is the water comes and flows into the desert, comes into the empty place. And there's a harshness again to all this in that barren wilderness because the person coming out to be baptized by John was coming out saying, I'm empty, I'm barren. There's nothing inside me that can save myself. There's nothing inside me that can help myself. I've done wrong. I need to have that wrong washed away. I need to confess it. I need to repent, to change, turn from it. They bring their sins of themselves out into the barren place. You remember that scapegoat when we studied last week, right? How in the Day of Atonement, one of the animals, the priests laid their hands on that animal. And 
they would confess the sins of the people upon it and send it out into the barren place, into the wilderness. The goat that's escaped, the goat that brings it far away. Well, they're bringing their sins far away. They're bringing them out into the wilderness and they want to be washed. They want to be baptized in that water. Be immersed in that water to wash away the sin. And you remember when we studied the Levites last week in the Old Testament, how much washing there was. That, that washing was ceremonial. It was an external washing. But obviously when you read the ministry of John the Baptist, you know the symbolism that when they went into that water, they weren't looking to have the dirt washed off of them. What was external in the Levitical system now is internalized. They're saying, wash me inside, Lord. I'm a sinner. I confess my sins. I repent, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I'm, I'm empty without you. And they're looking to have their souls washed and cleansed. The harshness, uh, the austerity of John in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 4 where we read that he wears camel's hair. He's clothed in camel's hair. Camel's hair is very itchy. And he has a leather belt around his waist and the food he eats are locusts and wild honey. You know from what Zacharias is told in Luke chapter 1 that he drinks neither wine nor strong drink. So he's like a Nazarite. He has like a Nazarite's vow. He doesn't drink any liquor from when he's a baby. No wine. Camel's hair, locusts, wild honey. Symbols of repentance. Symbols of harshness. Recognizing lack. Stripping away pride. And showing the truth. We're not as good as we thought we were. We need to repent. Then John says in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, he says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So John's baptism of water is for repentance. But now Messiah comes and Messiah takes the empty person who's repentant and fills them with the Holy Spirit, immerses them with the Holy Spirit. In verse 13 of Matthew chapter 3, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you and you're coming to me. See, John recognizes he's a sinner also. He's taken that javelin, that sword, and he's turned it on himself and said, I need to repent. I'm sinful. But here's one, I need to be baptized by you, he says to him. Here's one who's innocent. Here's one who's sinless. And John recognizes you're innocent. I should be baptized by you. And Jesus says in verse 15, But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now. He doesn't argue with him and say to him, No, I'm a sinner. He says, No, permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And then the voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
that goat of departure in the day of atonement that goes into the wilderness that's far removed. It says in Leviticus that Aaron shall put both his hands on the head of that scapegoat, confess over it the iniquities of the children of Israel and their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat. And with all the Levitical sacrifices, these poor little innocent lambs and bulls, the people would put their hands upon them and say, because I'm a sinner, you're taking my sins upon you. You die in my place. You die because of me. You're innocent and you take my place. Now here at the water of the Jordan, you have the priest. You have the descendant of Aaron through both his father and his mother, clothed in camel's hair. And as he takes one who does not need to repent, but who gets into that water and becomes like one of us, associates himself with you and me, and says, I confess our sins corporately, this innocent man who never once sinned, when that priest puts him into the water and he repents for something he never did, you have the fulfillment of the Levitical system where John the Baptist identifies the innocent substitute, the only one that could die for us, the only one that could take our sins upon himself on that cross. The only way we truly confess our sins, we say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I could never live like you lived. But you died in my place. And Lord, you took my sins upon you that you could give me your life. You are that innocent substitute. You are the way that I have remission, forgiveness of sins. And we repent. We confess. That's why when John first sees Jesus, he says, Behold, the Lamb of God. This is from John chapter 1, verse 29. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Confession repentance and then the need for the sacrifice all part of the Levitical system fulfilled in Christ Jesus in the New Testament the New Covenant Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 7 he who is without sin among you let him throw a stone at her first before you start to throw the stone at the other person what about yourself Levi was great against Shechem the Levites were great against the sin of their own people. That's a progression because some people, they never can see that their loved ones can do anything wrong. Their family is always the best family in the world. Well, the Levites recognized there was evil in their camp. But in the New Testament, the fulfillment is, wait, there's evil in me. And you've got to deal with that first. Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 7, verse 3, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye? And look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. We have to turn that sword inside. Remember, we talked about the violence of the Levites. Well, go ahead to the end of John's life in Matthew chapter 11. And he's in prison, he's under duress, and he sends his messengers 
to ask, are you the coming one or do we look for another? And Jesus gives the proper answer, which we won't go into now. But down in verse 7, it says, as they, John's disciples, departed. Jesus began, this is chapter 11, verse 7 of Matthew. Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. What John preached prepared the way for Jesus Christ. If we have no idea of the need for repentance, then there's no true acceptance of a Savior. What do we need to be saved from if we're so good? If we don't recognize we've sinned, if we don't confess that sin and desire to turn from it, why should we need the life of Christ to change us? It prepares the way of the Lord. We pray that the program was a blessing to you today. Please send all correspondence to Shia Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go down to Route 1, turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jeshub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return.